Okay, I want to start with this bit though. Mike, I mean, that because that's what makes sport great, right? The personal effort that these people put in. Like, the, for example, Piney, just to go on with this, the turnaround of what's his name after David? What's his name? Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. <laughs> the personal turnaround of Aaron Smith, right? The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Good morning, I made it back from Dunedin, Manaya in for your Tuesday morning. I'm joined by G Lane and that was uh, News Talk ZB. We're crossing over into the mainstream again, aren't we? Yeah, that was Heather Duplessy Allen talking to Jason Pine. And God bless Jason Pine. She's like, you know, buddy, after David. Yeah. He's, he's straight away. Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a cut through. The artist formerly known as After David Dick Pick, you yeah. know, Aaron from Distribution. He was getting uh, absolutely punished at the airport on the way home as well, was like, uh, poor Aaron Smith. Not in his traditional airport punishment way? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was just sitting out in the general population, but he was on the phone with, like, quite clearly his wife and kids. Oh. And then people were coming up to punish him for photos. Um, but, yeah. Did you know that, um, just to go back to that, that piece yes. of audio, because I went back and listened to that, Mm-hmm. Um, and the bit was quite interesting about that because it was about the All Blacks announcement yeah. um, and Dame Patsy Reddy um, sure. sucking the life out of it in a clubhouse in Napier somewhere. Yeah. And, and, it, and Heather Duplessy actually raised a pretty good point and with what we've talked about and the fact that where's the razzle-dazzle, where's the backstories that make the players interesting so people actually care instead of yeah. just sucking the life out of something. No one knows who these guys are. Yeah. You know, no one knows the backstory of Summer Penny female. Like, you know what I mean? It's- yeah, I know. I do know what you mean. They need, like, Scotty J. Stevenson to front, like, a show for, like, half yeah. an hour before the announcement yeah. and, and run you through the storyline. So here's what's at stake, yeah. you know. Uh, does this person get picked? Does this person get dropped? Brad yeah. Weber, where does he fit? All of these kind yeah, of things. Yeah, so. and just and just create some characters and... And make some storylines and give us something to give a shit about. And give because, you know, like, you know, some people that don't follow rugby, they want something to follow at this point in the, yeah. in the, in the year, ahead yeah. of the World Cup. Give us a hero. And like, I think they were talking, that's why she was mentioning after David, because yeah. he had a, he's got a great story. Like, he was just the biggest rooter of all time. He was rooting <laughs> everywhere, rooting, rooting and tooting. Um, you know, he was writing after David letters and sending yeah. dick pics, and he's turned himself around and he's like a. Now he's probably the world's best halfback, probably up there with the, the French. Yeah, Dupont. Le, Dupont he's, um, Dupont's probably got him a little bit. But, oh, you know, and, so. and now he's a, you know, he is a role model and a legend. Everyone loves him. Well, but, then let's start here. Let's start okay. on the game because um, I've got a, I've got a few notes from the game and a few notes from Dunedin in general, which maybe I could share <laughs> at the end of the podcast. But uh, the game turned on its head as soon as Aaron Smith came on. And Moanga. And Moanga, and Moanga. Yeah. Um, those two came on and just controlled the whole game and scored seventeen unanswered points, <laughs> um, which was which was great to watch. Not good for my traitorous bet that I had Treasonous on. Treasonous multi, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that, anyway, yeah, uh, uh, I thought that, shows. Yeah, I thought that um, notes from the sideline. Uh, Will Skelton might be the largest human being I've ever seen in real life. He is an absolute oh, monster because you, you were there. You I were was in, there. Yep, you, oh. you were sitting with the the folk from DB and some prime. Seats on halfway, I gather. The great New Zealanders at DB. Yeah, yeah we, where we were sitting, we had um, uh, fridges at the end of our rows. Mm. But they came and shut the fridges off with about 15 minutes left to go in the game. And Could, that Couldn't you just leave your well. beers outside? Because isn't the Sistema Lunchbox one giant fridge? Yeah, 100% <laughs> it was. It was. It was very, very cold. Um, but to be able to see Dallas McLeod, do you remember when Ian Foster was firing shots at Razor saying you're playing Dallas McLeod out of position yeah. as a centre, not a winger? He absolutely is. To see him in person, he is enormous. Really? He's like, he is a hulking figure. Yeah, he does he w- not. He, look, he looks like he needed a tan. 
He, looked, he had the whitest <laughs> legs on the field. The only one whiter was um, Finley Christie. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, but I thought he was fine when he got on the field as well. He was unlucky to miss out on the, the uh, World Cup squad. The try that... Um, Sean Stevenson scored down the sideline. Oh, yeah, shooter. Shooter, yeah. It was great great to see. But it was also he had been standing there for about 10 minutes and he just had his hand up and obviously didn't quite have the confidence <laughs> to be like, give me the fucking ball, give me the fucking ball. But he had his hand up kind of sheepishly just been like, if you don't, like, if you get the chance, there is a certain try out here. Yeah. <laughs> so fire us the ball. He, um, and a great stat that's been fired around social media a thousand times yeah. is his record on debut. Yes. For every single team he's debuted for, um, he has scored a try. Yeah. Which, so, is, <laughs> which is astonishing. Every, only every first-class team he's debuted for. Yeah. So I think it's North Harbour. I think he might have um, played for Hawke's Bay maybe. A li- uh, also New Zealand uh, 15, yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now the All Blacks. Yeah, um, I thought he was good on the weekend as well. I just feel like there was the first half was so nothing, and in the stadium it felt like that too. Like rugby union has this weird thing where it will go dead silent for like stretches of the match to the point where you almost have to lower your voice when you're talking to the guy next to you yeah. because everyone else isn't saying anything. It gets very, very quiet at those games. I don't know how we change that. No. I, I mean, I know what would help, and that is untold amount of booze. Yes. Um, and a section of the crowd that's allowed to do what they want. Yes. Um, and not be told to shut up. I love the zoo. By, yeah. By and with a DJ in front of it and just get them going. Yeah, because when there was a break and there was really only one break that I remember in the first half and really only one exciting break in the second half. Both of them involved Will Jordan, um, and that, then the crowd went nuts and you could really hear it because they'd filled in where they've usually where they usually park the buses. Yes, with the, with the concrete pad. Yes, yeah, uh, which is so embarrassing. Well, they they had that there for the uh, FIFA World Cup. Yes, so, still yeah. had, still had yeah. the lines on the pitch as well. Um, but so that was all filled in. So it was a decent crowd. It was massive. Um, a buzz around the city as well in a way that really only happens, I think, in Dunedin and Hamilton, yep. where the entire city is overwhelmed with, you yep. know, all black pride. When we landed, we landed there and we drove into the Octagon and we were walking to NZME in Dunedin and uh, there were just people out and about in force all, and all their all blacks gear. This is at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, it's, a two th- it's a 2.30 kickoff, man. Yeah, Come I, on, man. I get that. Um, <laughs> guys walking around in Wallabies kit and everything yeah. as well. So, yeah, it was a, a real buzz. We walked through the university to get there. Um, it's a great little stadium there. I saw you you, you dropped off some uh, leader lasagna <laughs> toppers, uh, did some topper drops at some flats down Castle Street. Yes. Some of the photos that you were sending back. Mm, I wasn't sending them. But wow. <laughs> you were in them. They were being you sent. You were in them, sent back. Like, I went to... University in Canterbury, yeah. and we used to do missions to Dunedin all the time to visit <laughs> yeah. friends, and it really gave me some PTSD because they look like most of those people in those photos look like they've got their clothes out of a clothing bin, yes, and they're wearing three or four of layers of it, yes. There was one photo with a guy in the background with a duvet wrapped around him, yes, and I was just like, oh my god, like I remember living like that. Same, I can remember living like that, and and it was fine. But now I look at it and go, dear God. I had this exact conversation with one of the guys in one of those flats. It was a flat where a bunch of my mates lived when I was down in Dunedin. It was on Castle Street. And I walked through there, and I remember they had this funky little kitchen. I wanted to go and have a look at it, and I couldn't walk across the floor of the lounge for all of the bottles, the beer bottles that were across (laughs) the bottom of it. And I was like, I turned around and said to this dude, I was just like, I can't can't believe I used to live like this. And he he turns to me and he goes, and you fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, it's so true. I heard, I heard there was a couple of uh, wake and bakes going on. You dropped a flat off, but no one was answering the door and you, you let yourself in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, in 
this is the thing about North Dunedin. Most uh, most doors are open in North Dunedin. And if there's a party going on yep. down the back of the house, it's it's not really that frowned upon to walk down there. Yep. Maybe if you're 32 it is. But, yep. um, so... Uh, I was just charging into these different flats. Well, what I didn't realise was this flat was this p- flat in particular was a flat full of girls, and there was actually no one in there. I was like, "What the hell?" Well, one of them was doing the dishes. I said, oh, um, "One of your flatmates has entered to win a competition with Radio Hoda, uh, yeah. with, uh, the ACC. Yep. Uh, do you know which one it was? Oh, yeah, she's down here. Goes, opens the door. There were about six girls sitting on this bed, crowded around a bomb." <laughs> 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 and I just, I just dropped off everything, and I was just like, like oh, what a delivery, though! I know. What a delivery to get when you're absolutely baked out of your mind is a box of lasagna toppers. Yeah. However, they were frozen. They were, yeah. So, so that would rip their nineties. And the not, and the paranoia on their face when I walked into the room as well. They're like, oh my god, who is this guy? guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry to interrupt. What is quite clearly a hot boxing session. <laughs> and then this my, is uh, Detective Sergeant uh, Manai Stewart here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was a real flashback uh, uh-huh. heading up Castle Street, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And thanks to everyone who uh, entered that competition, the the leader yep. topper top up, um, the pregame as well. Sort of jumping all over the pl- uh, place at the moment, but um, the Kensington. Yeah, we're down there at the Kensington, which is right off uh, one of the parks here. I forget what the park is called, but if you're from there, you'd know. Um, so everyone was going playing. Soccer there, it was an absolute swamp. Yeah, um, and then the Kensington packed out. It was three tables of our winners. Uh, one of the tables was a few blokes who'd driven down from Christchurch the day before. They slept in a warehouse. Oh my god, it's <laughs> like it's it's like sub Antarctic down there. I know that's what I said. So a bunch of them slept in the offices of the warehouse, which apparently had a heat pump. And then one of the guys drew the short straw and he slept out in the office on like an air mattress, oh. which. Uh, famously not good for keeping the heat in an air mattress. No. Um, but they were still commitment. alive. Good commitment. A yeah. um, couple of tables of students as well. Oh, good. Who one table did go to the game, the other one was just like, no way could we afford yep. uh, tickets to that game. So, yeah, the Kensington went off. Great little pub there um, and great little ultra pregame. I think that's the last one we've got planned for yeah, a well, while. Yeah, for a while there. I think we're going to start doing some pregames um, heading into summer. Yeah, um, okay. So we're going to pregame the summer. So look out for that, whether that's... Uh, with um, fishing trips or golf trips or whatever. So right. I think we're going to crank that up from November. But, yeah, in terms of rugby pre-games, I think we're done till uh, next season. Yeah, Um Just final note from the game as well was that the non-playing reserves for Australia had to sit up in the coach's box and then to walk down to the paddock. There was obviously no back passage to get down to the paddock. They had to walk down the stands what? to get to the field after they had just lost in heartbreaking fashion. So I go to leave. I was trying to beat the crowd get out of there because yeah. we had to go to Castle Street. And as I turn, Tongan Thor's standing right in front of me. <laughs> me and him don't fit in an aisle at Forsyth Bar <laughs> Stadium. Um, and he was followed by, like, Vunivalu, all these other dudes, um, like the non-playing reserves that had come over. Um, and they had to walk through a hostile Dunedin crowd oh, on their way down to the, to the grounds. Could we not get them a little... I don't know, like a zipline or something? Nah, the Australians. So they didn't. The Australian. Yeah. Keep them there. Keep them there. And, yeah, so th- those are all my notes from the game. I otherwise thought the game was a little bit sort of inconsequential. I don't really know what to take away from it. Nah, look, it was a festival rugby. We are commentating it with McConey, and it felt like a 
Barbarians Harlequins game. Yes, yeah, it really uh, did. About at the start, and even at the end, it was, and it, it kind of like it didn't really matter. No, but then it was nice just to choke them out at the end, though, as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. All we, right, should we get into the, the AB's team? Yeah, this is what Fozzie. So obviously, the thirty-three uh, was named last night. This is what Fozzie said about their tra- uh, non-traveling extras or reserves or something. So we're going to be taking over uh, Brad Weber as a sort of a, as a fourth nine, Samapeni Finau, who will come over and. And, you know, may even be involved in that South African game with Brody's knee. So, and then they're also going to take um, the, the hooker, George Bell, as yes. well. So they're taking them all over to South Africa. Wouldn't you always tell them, I don't mean, I know you can't tell them no, but they, they can't go to the World Cup, those three. No, they can't. And they they have to train separately. Um, they can't <laughs> train with the squad. But I know what they're doing because they've, they've got that South African game uh, about 10 days before the first game against France. 26th of yeah, August. Yeah, yeah, So they've got that game first. So I think a bit, a bit of cover there just to avoid injury because I imagine they won't play Aaron Smith for that game right. against South Africa. They won't play, obviously, Brady Retallick. Yep. Um, Finau will come in. I'm, I was a bit gutted that he didn't make the squad because I, my predictions were Narawa would get in, Yep. Um, but I had um, Caleb Clark going out. So yes. he picked an extra winger and he's dumped. Summer Penny female. Yeah, uh, I also picked uh, Braden Enor, but that's before I didn't. I didn't know he'd blown his ACL. Um, but now, obviously, it was obvious that Millie Havili was going to be in there. Yeah, um, because he's out. So I would have got that. So I thought I was pretty. I thought I was pretty close. Yeah, but, yeah. No. Uh, jab of the butt. I think he's lucky to be in there. Jab of the butt um, ahead of Narawa. Uh, I well, not ahead of him, but as well as, as well him. as. Uh, well, because I suppose you can you can move. Fanganuku into centres, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, That's you can. the idea there, the cover there for centres. Same with Will Jordan. And I do wonder if um, one of those two wingers is actually cover for Braden Enor, not not David Harvilli, you know, so yeah, because, okay. you, because you've got Leicester, because you've got Will Jordan who could play fullback, you've got all these different ways to cover the field. Yeah. That actually the two winger thing um, is because uh, Braden's out. I don't know. Yeah. H- hard to tell. Um, but, yeah, no shooter, no Weber. I was pretty disappointed for Brad Weber. I feel like I would like to have him in that squad. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll be there, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he'll be there. But be, what, a, what a trip for them. And I'm, I'm heard that, I heard uh, old Fozzie talk about be a great trip from them for the, for the uh, South Africa game in Germany. Yeah. Wait, what's they happening going in G- Germany? I don't know. But I heard him say that and I was like, are they going to Germany? Are they going to beer fest? Like <laughs> a little bit of team bonding. Well, what's going on in Germany? Are they doing some pre, pre? Are they doing have, their pre camp in Germany? Oh, have they brought? Uh, have they brought Brad Weber and just because he's good for the vibe, and they know that they're going to beer fest, and they need someone, you <laughs> yeah. know, who's going to be good for the vibe? I don't know. Yeah, well, like uh, there's no better vibe guy than um, Brad Weber, that's for sure. But yeah, um, yeah look, pretty predictable squad. Yeah. In the end. Um, I'm glad they're taking Summer Penny Fien out. Um, he deserves it, after, especially after that game he played on debut uh, in yeah. Dunners. Tough question without uh, warning, but this was something that was put to Ian Foster. Uh, is this squad better than the 2019 Rugby World Cup squad, do you think? Ooh, yeah. You think it is? Yes, I think it is. I think it's probably – I think they've been through more, I yeah. think. They, you know, they've been through a couple of real tough years and been crucified for it. Bounce back. Yep. I think they got a lot more character. Yeah, I think um, that there were a few guys in that 2019 Cup who you definitely knew were on their last legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't really get that vibe with this team. Like, there's definitely guys who won't play for the All Blacks again. They've already said they're yeah. going to. But I don't feel like anyone's like, eh, he might be past his use by. I don't know. Yeah, I think these guys have suffered enough. <laughs> you know, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's a bit like that, um, that, that 2015 team, you know, that yeah. lost in, in the quarters. 
they were a better team like, for the next eight years they dominated because yeah, they yeah. got punished and they got crucified and their life sucked for about six <laughs> months. And I think these guys are the same. I think they – and they're not going into this tournament as favourites. No. Um, everyone's looking at France um, as the favourites. Who got tipped up in the weekend, by the way? Yes. Um, everyone's looking at France and usually in the usual South Africa. Yeah. Um, and maybe even England. Ireland. I don't know. Ireland. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, even Aussie. Aussie always step up for World Cups, yeah. and they are on the easy side of the draw, remember? Yeah. Our side of the draw is us, Ireland, South Africa, and France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia have England, <laughs> Scotland, <laughs> yeah. and like... Sri Lanka. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's like, it is... I don't know how it's happened. Maybe it was because when the draw got put out, I think we were fairly down the pecking order. I think we'd gone down to maybe even fourth yeah, or fifth, fifth or yeah. in the world, yeah. and that's how they do the... That's how they did the pulls. So that's really come back to bite us. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that'll do us for our uh, AB's team reaction. We'll be back uh, tomorrow for another Daily Agenda. Wednesday edition, I'll cook up another half-baked sports oh, idea, yeah. and we will see you then. The ACC's Daily Agenda podcast, powered by Musashi.